Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Crullin, CEO of the American Influencer Association. We're excited about today's show with influencer Rebecca Zamalo. Rebecca shares her life-threatening illness, which led to her becoming a YouTube star with over 2 billion views and two Streamy Award nominations. Here's our host, Josh Skinner. Welcome to the American Influencer Network. I'm Josh Skinner. I'm excited about today's show. Our special guest is a YouTube superstar with two Streamy Award nominations. She has over 2 billion views and 26 million followers across all social media platforms. Rebecca Zamalo. Hi. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. It's, it's This is fun. I'm excited. I know. And should we tell them that we actually know each other? I mean. We were on a cruise ship together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we shot a movie together. We did. We shot a movie. And we have both were with the same actor in it. Yes. And Jonathan Bennett yeah. from Mean Girls. <laughs> that blast from the past. Well, I love it. And I love exactly where your life has been heading, where it's been going. Let's talk about the party on your lips right now. You have a brand uh, new lip gloss. Yeah. I know our listeners love makeup. They love beauty. Tell us all about your ZamFam lip gloss. Well, I'm super excited. I announced the launch of it on my birthday, September 28th. So it was the perfect time to announce it because it's birthday cake flavored. So it's like a celebration on your lips. And I made it specifically sheer. So it has a hint of color, but really anyone can wear it. You can pair it with like a lip gloss or you can wear it with a lipstick and have like just a little bit of shine. So um, obviously my audience they're all different some people like lip gloss some people don't want as much on so i tried to make it for everyone well i love the slogan it's like a party on your lips so yeah, how yeah. do you get that party started i mean you just you just put it on your lips and then you just dance and be weird one of the things i say like zamfam is like stay weird and just be yourself um and be crazy and i am weird and crazy and so the lip gloss is kind of that so when you put it on you're kind of just becoming um, just weird and crazy like me. Let's mm -hmm. talk to our listeners about the Zam Fam. Those are yeah. all your your family or fa yeah. friends, followers. Yeah, I mean Zam Fam. They actually named themselves that, um, and they they're just they they watch my videos. They support me. I try to interact with them as much as I can, and from live streaming to DMing them to engaging with them um, on social media, but. Also, you know, we have merch. We send, I send videos, like just as much as I can. I love interacting with, uh, with the Zam fam or like this next generation. I think it's important to, um, you know, promote self-esteem and uh, just making people feel good about who they are. How do you think somebody who is interested in beauty, how can they feel beautiful from the inside out? Yeah, well, what's interesting is I don't really focus on makeup. My channel, my brand, like nothing is about makeup itself. But the lip gloss, that's why I made it sheer because it's really not about the makeup. Um, and generally, I don't wear a ton of makeup, obviously, when I go to events and stuff. But I think the beauty is in the weirdness, the quirks, the things that other people may see as being weird is actually what will and and you can attest to the things that like you were most insecure about when you were younger are the things that make you shine as you step into yourself and you realize who you are and you realize those things that were like so weird or different are the things that have like 
made you so special? Now, you have a lot of young families watching. You have a lot of young superstars in the making. Mm -hmm. They love everything you do. Is it hard to constantly find family-friendly products to influence people with or videos? Yeah, I mean, for me, when I noticed that my audience was going younger, I'm very aware of of that. And I, I've always loved watching movies with my parents when I was growing up. That was, like, really special for me. And so when I started focusing on my content and realizing that there were, like, younger kids watching my content, I started to really make sure and be aware of what I was putting out there. And um, as far as even working with brands, I want things that align with who I am and what I want to promote to a younger audience. So cater to a younger audience. I'm just aware that I want to create things where everyone can watch it. I don't want to alienate an adult and I don't want to alienate a younger sister. I want something that can like bring people together and something that a parent would watch and be like, I want my kids watching that because it gives them, it makes them feel smarter. It makes them feel empowered. It makes them feel um, like a genius or like they can solve something or they they can be better because maybe at school they're not feeling that. So I, I want something where both the parents and the kids can take something away from it and feel empowered. Was there an exact moment that you thought, wow, I'm an influencer now? Because I know you work, you work, you work, you make content, you make content. Was there like one video or one moment in your journey that you thought, oh, I made it? <laughs> I mean, definitely being nominated for a streamy award was a point where I was like, wow. Because I used to watch those people and, and I produced before I was a face, like a YouTuber. And I would just watch the streamy awards. And I feel like the the streamy awards is um, where not only your fans, but also fellow creators are kind of um, accepting you or, and I know that shouldn't matter, but it means a lot to nominated against people or with the same people that I've watched for years and I've admired. And now I get to like be in the same category as them. That's such an honor for me. So I think the streaming award probably has been the first time where I was like, whoa, this is this is a thing. Like I get to see my name with David Dobrik, uh, you know, and Kylie Jenner in the same category. And that's pretty awesome. Even if I don't win, it's still pretty awesome. Well, how do you stay grounded? Because you're very grounded. I've interviewed a lot of people. Um, uh, I mean, the thing is, for me, I came from producing and my background has been behind the scenes. So I've seen people come and go and I've, I've, I've seen the evolution. Obviously, I also started, I'm, I think I'm very lucky to not have started when I was a teenager or, or been in this world. So I had a normal job. I, I was acting, I worked at a restaurant, I coached gymnastics. I've done all these things, these experiences, which has made me appreciate so much what being an influencer is. And also knowing that it doesn't define you and knowing that it may have a shelf life and, and being okay with that. And so for me, um, I feel like I love what I do so much, but it really doesn't matter if I'm creating in front of the camera or behind the camera. And I know it's some someday I might not be in front of the camera and I want to enjoy it as much as I can now, but I'm also going to know I'm confident and comfortable knowing that one day, it'll be right for me to step back and let someone else be the face. And 
I'll be behind the scenes, like creating and, and working behind the scenes. And that makes me just as happy. So when you have 26 million followers and you have a lot of people sending you direct messages or comments on your pages, how do you just want to stay positive and be influential and at the same time make your viewers want to be influential as well? That's a good question. I think for me, it's what I would like, what my my why for why I do all of this is obviously inspiring people. Um, but for me, I don't necessarily want to be put on a pedestal. I want people to feel like they can they could be me. I'm just their friend. Like I, for me, it's hard to want to have a show where everyone's watching me, where I could have something where I can interact and they can be the stars. So what I love is having people realize their own and figuring out that they're all geniuses in their own way and figuring out what makes them a genius because it's so easy, even in school, like if you're, if you don't think a certain way, you're dumb or if you don't do it this way and to understand that there's a million things to do and everyone is is good at something and you just have to find what that something is and making kids realize that they don't have to be defined by what society says is smart to be smart you know there's that quote and I don't know it exactly about if a fish was like taught to climb a tree they think they were stupid their whole life it's like putting a fish in water and they swim. You know, it's like we all just have to figure out what our water is. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the exact quote either. So I'm, I'm botching it hugely, but I can pull it up. But something like that. <laughs> Let's talk about your husband, Matt. Matt. And how you both created the ultimate show called Game Masters. Yeah, well, so Matt started social media after me he was in the hotel business and um I was growing my channel um but how Game Master happened actually is we were we had bought a cabin our first cabin our first actual piece of property that we've ever owned and we were searching we were doing a house tour and we went and we were doing it and we were just showing everyone our new place we were super excited and then we went to our closet there was like this this door and it was like a, a hit like a hidden space and so we opened it and we were like okay let us know if you want us to go in there we hadn't gone in there we didn't even know it was there and that's essentially how the whole thing evolved to where it is now it's kind of like a real life escape room meets yeah. amazing race right kind of yeah it's um I mean, we're just we're put through challenges and it, it is like an escape room. Um, and it's it didn't it's kind of just evolved into that. But um, yeah, it just it's it's crazy what it's become. But it literally was us finding it started with us just like finding a crawl space in our closet and like it all led from there. Like, it all. And just so the listeners know, it led to over 250 videos and over 300 million it's, views. It's yeah. huge. It's Yeah, it's constantly, yeah. It's just like one big escape room. <laughs> Does any, okay, so you've done a lot of content over the years. Is there one or two videos that really stand out or that are really special to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously my documentary, um, that was the most raw that I've ever been. And when I created that, I was not an influencer. I was an actor. I had, didn't have a social media following. I raised money through a Kickstarter campaign. So that is like very special to me because so many people like made that possible. 
So when I put it up, I put it up on Vimeo On Demand or some platform where people could pay, but that was really the only way it could be seen. And I think it was almost three years later, I was figuring out if I should put it up on my YouTube channel. I obviously wanted people to be able to see it and not have to pay, but I didn't know if it necessarily fit with what I was doing. And then we were watching the marathon and someone, and I forget the story exactly, but I was like, should I put this up? Like, I'm nervous. This is like very raw. This is very real. It's, and someone walked by and they, I think, I feel like, like they didn't have, I don't know, some type of disability and they were going through and they were running this 26.2 miles. And I just was like, started crying. And I was like, I have to put it up. Like, and that's obviously very special for me because people reached out that like I would have never known struggled with stomach issues and it just got me it was I was able to connect with so many people and uh fans or people that watch my family or whatever I call them so many different names but um I just had a connection with a lot of them that were struggling in such a private way it felt like they could open up and that was really special so the documentary is like obviously my number one right now where do you want to go from here I think for me the next step for me would be kids <laughs> that's kind of the the evolution of that um I love building things I love creating um I I would love to eventually figure out some type of school where kids can come and learn about social media and learn about how to do it. I mean, one of the reasons I started my channel was because I told so many people how to do it, but I didn't, I was like, well, they're not doing it. What if I do it myself? Then I can show people it will work if you do this. I need to do it myself though for to have a proof of product essentially. And, and that's how it started. I was like, well, what if you do this and this? Well, what if I just try it myself and I show people and then I can teach people and help other people grow and figure out what they like and build businesses around that. And, and that's why it started. So, you know, I would love to have a hand in helping kids figure out what their passion is and, and monitoring it in a way to where they're not defined by social media, but they're able to utilize that as a platform to become an entrepreneur. What do you think is the biggest misconception of being an influencer? I think the biggest misconception is a lot of kids want to be a YouTuber and they just want to be famous. And it's like, well, but famous for what? And I think the biggest misconception is that A, fame equals happiness, but also that wanting just fame will sustain a career. I think the people that have lasted on the platform and built companies and this they there's more than just a superficial wanting to be popular. There's a genuine care for the people that are watching their videos and a genuine need or want for a connection. And I think that's that's where the disconnect is sometimes. And I think for people trying to be influencers if they focused more on connecting with their audience versus getting views or being popular that would it would be a lot easier and it's it just um it's so much more meaningful and it will have so much more longevity how do you want to be remembered because you could be an actress you can be a social media star <laughs> yeah. you could be an activist you've done it all obviously an activist is something that i would i 
I love being an activist. I think um, someone who, like a pioneer in some way, and I don't think I've necessarily pioneered anything yet, um, but I'd love to create a path for women that hasn't been created yet or do something that hasn't been done yet. Um, I know that there's people that I admire that have created this path for me, and I would love to pay it forward and do that for the next generation. You are a perfect example of somebody who's beautiful inside and out, Rebecca Oh, you too, John. <laughs> no, you really are. Um, on behalf of everyone at the American Influencer Network, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of season one. If you want to, listeners, if you want more information on Rebecca, where do they go? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Zamolo or YouTube at Rebecca Zamolo or TikTok at Rebecca Zamolo. And um, my website is RebeccaZamolo.com. Well, thank you. We'll see you next <laughs> thank time. Thank you. Yes, thanks. Thank you for listening to our conversation with Rebecca Zamolo. Don't forget, you can keep up with our latest episode by visiting us at AIAawards.com. And of course, by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. The American Influencer Network is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and edited and produced by Michael Sykes. Original music is composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now, here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on The Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week. Live fast and dye your hair. Manic Panic, the original badass beauty brand. New York City sisters and OG punk rock influencers Tish and Snooki started the hair color revolution and continue to set trends in real time. After over 40 years, the world has finally caught up to the Manic Panic vision. Manic Panic hair color was vegan and cruelty free before it was lit. It's always been tested on celebrities, not animals. Independently owned and nobody's bitches, Tish and Snooki donate 15% of annual net profits to a variety of charities. They don't just sell it, they live it.